the first episode of our podcast series is focusing in on the long search for placement. Uh, my name is Brian Bowers, I'm Employability Manager at the University and um, our contributors today are uh, Alex, who's currently on placement within Employability and Careers, uh, Lindsay, who is a final year Communication, Advertising and Marketing student who done placement in First Derivatives in Newry, and then um, Glenda Martin, who's from Employability and Careers, and myself. So throughout this, this sort of episode, we're going to really try and get into detail into why students find it so difficult and then talk about some of the things hopefully students can do to make it easier to search and ultimately secure placement or relevant work experience. So the first question I'm going to, I'm going to put um, to our contributors is why do students find it so challenging to secure placement? And I'm going to put that question to Lindsay uh, first of all. Yeah, so I think the introduction of looking for a placement and securing a placement in second year can be initially quite daunting. I think first year you're more so allowed to coast and rest on your laurels. You've just been accepted into uni and it's your first year to get used to everything. And then second year comes upon you and of course you're from day one told you need to stand out, you need to have relevant work experience and then the whole topic of placement is sort of thrust upon you before you've had much of a chance to think about it at all. Um, I think from my experience, I think that initial pressure um, turns kind of the placement search conversation among students into how can I get a placement, any placement, how can I secure the placement now instead of how do I find the best placement for me and the best choice for me. So yeah, I think it's a challenging process. Okay, and um, Alex, you uh, are on placement this year um, do you want to say a little bit about why you think as a student who's gone through that search quite recently why uh, why you think that's why students find that so challenging yes yeah, so i agree with lindsay on on for in first year you are you just go through through the first year and then when it comes to second year you just you just so much pressure on you to find a placement have that work experience on your CV um, to look employable um, and it is it is quite daunting for students in that position um, they almost they almost feel nervous to start the process of looking for placements because of the pressures that come with it um, so yeah yeah, yeah. so so what you're both kind of alluding to there is pressure and the change from first year to second year. Um, Glenda, from your perspective and working with students making that transition from first to second year, why is that such a, a big jump? Uh, I would certainly concur with the two students in the room who have expressed um, the challenges that perhaps they will have experienced and, and what they will have observed uh, in fellow students. There are a few things there, I mean my uh, opinion on that would be that often students look for the ideal placement, the placement that is directly aligned to their discipline and that's a very hard thing to find and I think there needs to be uh, perhaps a, a little bit more um, you know, insight into that to look at 
different placements that will develop you as an individual once mm -hmm. you're in there as opposed to searching for the ideal and more so than that or even more importantly than that I think one of the challenges that students face when they, they're looking for placement or securing the placement is actually understanding what it is that they want understanding what type of placement will um, will they, where, where will they fit and what is their unique selling points what are the yeah. skills that they are actually bringing to placement and there are too many students in my experience that actually don't know what it is that they are bringing to the placement and that then creates the nervousness and the fear and the let's just apply for anything out there in desperation yeah so Lindsay and Alex, so in your experience of having gone through this whole journey yourself and obviously with your peers and, and friends, do you see more, more whether it's yourself or your friends, um, do you see more students who um, either hide away and, and, and sort of disengage from applying and, and looking or do you see more students who, a bit like what Glenda says, there's kind of scatter gone and, and, and apply for as many as possible because you have to get a placement as soon as possible. What do you see do you see students being too picky or doing scatter gone or do you do you see both? I would say there's a bit of a mix there. I would say it's definitely those two elements. You'll have, like Glenda said, a couple of people, um, from my experience anyway, who who seem to know exactly what they want and go straight into applying for placements in September, October time. Um, and for the rest of us that maybe aren't exactly sure what um, our placement scenario is going to look like or what um, sector we want to go into, um, that in itself, people applying before you can feel a bit daunting and kind of pressure you to think, okay, well, my friends, my peers, others on my course have started applying, so that must mean I should, I should apply as well. Um, on the other hand, you have the complete opposite. You have always a couple of people who really leave it to the last minute um, and just um, I think then the pressure gets to them especially because academic pressure at that time of the year is also yeah. a lot greater um, and it can be a real struggle. Yeah. Uh, for me personally I didn't secure my placement until the end of February okay. and at the time I saw that as quite late but mm -hmm. looking back on it now I can say that that was perfectly average um, kind of time of the year to secure a placement, taking interviews in January, February time. But I just think the rumor mill starts um, as soon as second year begins and that pressure's on from day one. Yeah, Alex? So yeah, um, definitely. For me, I was one of them students that felt quite pressured at the start. And so I kind of put it at the back of my head. Um, and when there was career assistance coming in talking about placement opportunities. It was quite daunting and for me and my fellow peers, it was quite, everyone thought the same thing. It was just nervous, nerve wracking and um, they just didn't see how they could get a brilliant placement mm -hmm. out of it. Yeah. Um, so by yes, by, couple of weeks um, we then start to apply but apply just for loads because 
for our degree, um, yes, there was a lot of jobs out there for event management, mm -hmm. but as you said at the start, um, there's kind of an element of competition in that yeah. where we want to try and get the best yeah. placement. So I want to I wanna understand the, this whole the pressure thing. I want to explore that in a bit more detail because if we're to kind of help students make that transition from first year to second year to manage that pressure and expectation or just, you know, develop a better understanding of it and, and make it more rational maybe, what I'm, I'm trying to think about what, what is the cause of that pressure and where does that pressure come from? So, so you're coming into second year, it's all about getting placement as well as managing your, your part-time job. So as, you're, as you are that student, what do you think is the actual cause of the pressure? You know, and the fact that you feel it's daunting. So is that pressure because it's some it's something completely new and, and you're completely unsure? Is it because there's too much information? Is it what do you think um even Glenn from your perspective of working with students, you know, before we ask the students themselves, what what might be the cause of that feeling? Uh <clears throat> In my opinion, there are a few things. There's self-awareness and there's confidence. And when you're approaching placement, if you're not really quite sure from a self-awareness perspective, you're not really quite sure what it is that you have to offer. You're not sure how you're going to articulate that. You're not sure what that organization actually might be looking for. That will create a pressure because you feel that, that, that you're going into a, a, a bit of a firing line. If you're not confident in those things, that will show. That nervousness will, will come across. It will be very obvious. Do you, do you guys think, uh, Lindsay and Alex, it, is it because, and I could be totally wrong here, this is one of, the, one of those first main occasions where you're putting yourself out there. So for example, you're putting yourself out there to be judged. You're going to have find and search and apply and go for interview and basically the pressure's on because it's about you <laughs> and that might be the first time that you're having to as glenda was saying there you know be self-aware be confident and talk about you and your future and your skills or so is it that or is it something else what do you think that feeling of being daunted or pressurized for some students comes from i think partly putting yourself out there into more of a professional setting than you've ever been in before um, and professional interviews maybe something a lot of people haven't been exposed to or haven't been used to. I think a key thing for me that I've noticed is the, the variation in expectation levels between the academic staff and your employer. A lot of the time I think whether it be your lecturers or placement coordinators um, they kind of make it seem like you have to be this be-all, end-all student with all the extracurricular activities, the perfect grades, and as well the technical um, skills perhaps that you need to take into a placement. Forgetting that a lot of the time employers um, want people who maybe haven't honed their skills yet, they're willing to learn, and they see placement students as people who can come into the business, feed fresh ideas because they... Um, haven't been exposed to the graduate world yet. Um, so I think often uh, employers 
don't expect you to be on the skill level that maybe um, lecturers or academic yeah. staff um, would would speak to. Yeah, so maybe maybe in 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 a non deliberate way the sort of the expectation and the importance obviously there's a lot of importance put on like second year but you know you want to get your placement as soon as possible that creates a, a pressure which is over and above what maybe it should be could be or that it's maybe intended to be yeah i think that for me you might agree as well Lindsay, that we're so study focused so i went from gcse mm -hmm. to a levels and then straight into university and i was so study focused that i was just wanting to get good results and working to the best of my ability and then you throw in this uh, you know this placement where they where where we have to then have work relevant work experience and have that initial then confidence to approach these employers and that is very very daunting for a lot of students um, because they may not have had that work experience because they have been so study focused um, yeah. So, yeah. yeah I mean I think that um, you know the understanding the cause of that pressure and it's individual and it's personal you know so different students have different circumstances or come from different backgrounds or studying different courses have different academic staff different sectors all of this so there's there's lots of variables and i think it's important for us to sort of recognize that as when we're working with groups of students that you're working with groups of individuals all with some common challenges and skills uh, and strengths but also lots of lots of varying ones as well so we've discussed some of the challenges that students face in this long search for or what can be a long search for placement now i want to talk about what students can do to overcome some of the challenges that we've discussed from the pressure and, and job interviews and, and all the rest of it so what so what can a student do to overcome and, and make it easier to secure placement that's kind of the, the big question here so Glenda, do you want to start off with something that you think is really important that can help a student who's in that situation where it, they feel that they need to get placement and it's just not happened yet? Yes, we, we have mentioned things like self-awareness and confidence, which can be challenges. And really what we want to do is say, what can we do to relieve that pressure? If that causes the pressure, what are some of the things that we can actually do to relieve that pressure and as Lindsay said um, there's this thing about making making the transition and Alex made reference to that too and you are making a transition and there will be some pressure and it's understanding that 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 is normal for a start and looking at okay so if I recognize that that is normal what is it that I can do to get me to where I want to be or to start to relieve that pressure? And some of the things that, that come to mind, some of have already been mentioned. It is, first of all, know what you're good at. I've said that so many times. Understand what are your strengths, what can you bring? Because that will boost confidence. That will... will 
contribute to your self-awareness and there are many ways to, to to find that out that we'll not go into now but understanding what you're good at and having that confidence to be able to articulate that will help you to match yourself to each individual opportunity so that you are approaching different jobs, maybe different ways because they have different expectations, which Lindsay had talked about uh, as well. That would, that I guess that would be the first thing, looking at the different uh, opportunities. Some of the more practical things is look outside of university um, for placement opportunities. Don't just rely on university systems and your lecture feeding opportunities to you. Look outside, look at your, your network, start thinking about who do you know out there, where potentially could you find placements and that's a confidence within uh, itself. You know at the risk of coming up with a, a long list it's get online as well. Get you know have a digital presence and think about things like um, LinkedIn and other platforms where you will have a digital presence. Not only may that, that, that might, uh, produce um, some opportunities for placement, but that also really helps with the development of your commercial awareness and how you actually will approach jobs. It's amazing how some of um, these things um, will do. And so it's prepare, prepare, prepare. There's, there's no alternative mm -hmm. um, to that. And lastly, take the help and assistance and guidance that is there for you yeah. from the Employability and Careers Hub and or elsewhere. It comes in abundance and take the opportunity to avail of that. And Lindsay and Alex use both um, secure placement ultimately and Alex you're complete, currently completing your placement, Lindsay you've completed yours. So what I want to know is um, obviously we're talking about how can students overcome some of these challenges and, and ultimately achieve what they want in your search and ultimately secure placement was there something that happened that or an area you improved during your search something you changed when you went from not being placed to ultimately securing that what was it that changed what was that journey like that helped you ultimately get the placement you want you wanted well, for me, when I was going through a series of interviews, mm -hmm. um, as I was said, I kind of learnt from being in interviews mm -hmm. of how I'm meant to talk and say say things, and um, you know, I learnt that I said a lot of different things that I've done, but I never explained. You know how I did them and the benefits that that came to me it was um so I learned that from interviews yeah the depth of detail you were yeah. providing that demonstrated this kind of quality so that got better as you went as you went along um, so Lindsay you secured your so in second year in February which I would say is kind of mid midpoint um, pretty early even you know in comparison to some so again maybe you hadn't applied for many very many before that but what did you learn from the start of second year and ultimately when you secured placement what had changed I think in the end in the placement I actually was successful in it was probably the only placement that I had applied for where I hadn't previously heard of the employer 
uh, at the start of my search, I was um, a bit more um, convinced, if you might say, by the prospect of getting a placement experience with an employer that had more of a reputation um, among uh, my age group or that I'd heard of somewhere before. Um, so I think initially in applying for those placements, I was going for the name of the company more so than wanting the actual role itself. And I think as the journey went on and I had a couple of unsuccessful applications or unsuccessful interviews, um, that was probably clear to the employers at the time that I wasn't exactly sure on how I would fit into their company or their role. Um, but when it came to first derivatives, I really, um, I really tried hard to make sure I was well researched on the company uh, before applying so I knew what I was getting into. Um, and in the end, it was the role itself that I felt I was applying to, not the company. Um, and that really, I think, came across in my yeah. interviews. I was able to convey that uh, to the interview panel and how much um, I felt my skill set suited what I was going for. Yeah, I mean, and I think as, I mean, we, I mean, Alex works in, in our team on placement. We hire a number of placement students. So as, a, as an employer almost, interviewing students over many years I mean that the, the difference in a student who has clearly thought about the job and clearly wants that job that comes across just it's just like night and day the difference I think though in part of this I think it's important for us to recognize that it's difficult and it's difficult um, to make that transition from first year to second year and um, you know and the and the pressure, whether you put on yourself or it comes from others, um, you know, that, that creates, you know, um, a lot of pressure. I, I think though, I wonder, I mean, part of it is that it just, it's natural that you need to go through rejections. You're not going to get, not everybody, very few people are going to get, be successful first, second, third, fourth, fifth time even. And that's okay. And I think, um, Re what you were saying Glenda about recognizing that that is kind of normal and accepting that and you know the sort of how you adapt your mindset and how you keep learning and you ask for feedback from the interviews you've gone to or you, you continue to think about how you can do things that are better and if that means accessing uh, the, the advice that's available then that, that's obviously there. You know, so, um, yeah, I think there are some practical steps which we've talked about, but for students who are applying for work experience or applying for placement or are trying to find those opportunities, you know, I suppose if you can be um, sort of targeted in, in how you search and once you're committed to a plan, like Lindsay said, you're committed to a plan for that job. So you're applying to not any job, you're applying to that job, and that will come across so much, both in how you apply and how you're perceived by that employer. And if you do that, you're going to be in with a great chance, no doubt about it. Um, I mean, some of the other sort of challenges that we've talked about, so we've talked about mindset. I mean, I want to, I want to talk a little bit more about confidence. I, th I do think that... Um, we talked in the first bit about how students lack self-awareness sometimes. Um, students certainly get very anxious, whether that's in thinking about placement and work experience, 
or indeed going for interview in some of those more social threat situations that we would call them. So, I mean, how in the interviews you went for, how did you kind of manage that, uh, you know, that anxiety for maybe not having been at a proper interview before, as some students would say? Um, yeah, for me personally, I don't know if it's just a, just a personal thing. My kind of motto has always been fake it till you make it in your confidence. So I find it helpful to see interviews as kind of like a performance, um, kind of getting into the room. And even if you don't feel confident, try to act confident because I think um, having been on the other side of the interview panel, especially when I was on placement as well, working in recruitment, um, it's it's not off-putting to an employer to to admit that you're nervous um more so it's it's very helpful for an employer to see someone come into a room admit that they're nervous and be able to overcome that overcome that in the interview um and work around it as well um because being nervous and um in the interview situation i'm sure everyone can relate to that it's a very common thing and i i doubt there's anyone who can say they never get nervous um, but I think it's it's knowing how to deal with your nerves in the best way and for me personally that was just um, uh, treating an interview like more of a performance mm -hmm. but that's going to be different for everyone in terms of how they do things. Yeah, that's a great tip though. That's a great tip. Fake it till you make it. Um, Alex, you had a few interviews you seem to sort of indicate? I had five interviews. Okay. Um, through the year of trying to get a placement and obviously I wasn't successful um, I just for me I just needed to really sit down and understand what I was doing wrong um, and one of the things that I really thought about and I I was probably I, I let the nerves get to me when I walked into the interview room, and as Lindsay says, like as an employer sitting there, you could pro you can see that shouldn't be really nervous, and I think that's where I had to really overcome that step to um, to walk into an interview, be be confident, but also um, learn how to um, use your nerves um, as well. So yeah, because I think on that point. Um, Employers know you're nervous. They know you're, they expect you to be nervous. But obviously it's about controlling them to a level, especially in the early stages of an interview where you could you know, you're controlling what you say and, and you're you're almost for those initial interview questions sort of well rehearsed without sounding overly rehearsed. Um because it's expected that you're gonna be nervous. So employers get leeway on that regard, but of course you still have to control it, as you said, Alex, to the point where you can still perform. Um, I'm going to start to round off now. So, but um, I want to finish off by, I suppose, each of us, if there, was, if there was one thing you would say to a student who is currently struggling to either find or secure a placement or an internship, it's equally relevant to those trying to get a graduate job for that matter. What is the what is the what is the piece of advice you would say to that individual who's currently struggling? Alex. I think as Glenda said, really 
understand um, what you're actually really good at. Um, and I find when I thought about what I was good at, it really helped me gain my confidence. So I think that's really important. And as well, don't be too hard on yourself because this is a daunting time. And for you to even apply for jobs and get interviews is a, for some people, a huge step. So be confident in yourself that you actually have took them steps to, to try and to secure a graduate job. Yeah, I'll place my job yeah as well. it's, all, it's all relevant. Thanks, Alex. Lindsay? Uh, yeah, I think the main takeaway from me would be um, just to uh, build up the essential skills for that placement process and securing a placement when you are even in first year. Very basically, in terms of even your time management in second year, a lot of people struggle with the job hunt being added on to their academic studies probably a part-time job in there and extracurriculars and all those things you're trying to do to stand out as they say. So I would try to really hone your time management skills in first year, just even in the simpler things and uh, work ahead of yourself as much of as, as much as possible. But at the same time, remember that um, time pressure uh, a lot of the time is, is kind of made up in your own head um, a lot of the time it, it doesn't really exist it's just the pressure you put upon yourself so as Alex said yeah and um, go easy on yourself don't don't give yourself too hard of a time that's good advice Glenda yeah it's most building on what um, this the students have have said as a second year student um, placement providers have an expectation of you they, they look uh, at you as professionals in training. They don't look at you as a second year student. Therefore, there are expectations. And one of those expectations is that you will come across confident. You, you will come across like you really want this job. What, what, what is that? You know, what is confidence? And in my book, it, it comes down to self-belief. How are you articulating your self-belief that, that you're the right person for this job that you can come across? So. What would be my parting shot on that would be absolutely preparation um, it would be professional etiquette so it's that you're coming across as professional not just in an interview but on your CV in your cover letter it is that you're coming across as professional non-verbals are a biggie in terms of self-belief and confidence so be mindful um, of that traditionally we need to slow down mm -hmm. uh, a little and that we come across all right so you can come across as confidence but still be nervous yeah. so there's there's just because you're confident doesn't mean you're not nervous everyone will be nervous going into a, an interview and I suppose lastly then is if you've gone for five or six interviews and and you haven't secured anything stop there's something wrong mm -hmm. something's wrong yeah so always ask for the feedback and be truthful with yourself, what is that payback telling you? But stop. And if you can't take some remedial action at that stage because you understand the feedback, we'll then seek some guidance and, and, and help again. The Employability and Careers uh, Hub is there as that source of advice for you. But stop, something's wrong. Don't keep on because that will knock your confidence even yeah. further. Yeah, it snowballs from there. I mean, the, the only final point I would make, and it kind of 
reiterates what you guys have been saying is, is that control the elements that you can. You know, so the things that you can do, the practical steps, how you prepare, how you plan your time, how you prepare for a specific job interview in a way that is directly relevant to that job. All those things that you, a student has absolute control of with, with support of, of what we can provide will make, can make a significant difference uh, and help you achieve your objective in a much quicker time frame. So thanks very much everybody for contributions. Um, see employability and careers across the campuses and online we do a range of things and offer a range of services for students. If you're in a pickle and it's proven very difficult, then our one-to-one -one advice service is, is definitely something that you should take advantage of and um, you should get in touch to access that. So thanks for listening. Thank you.